What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Besties, girls, gays, thems, theys, get your fucking pocketbooks and pussies ready, bitch, because the queen has dropped the tour dates, okay? When I tell you right now, where is my headspace right fucking now? My headspace right motherfucking now is what arm, leg, or kidney do I have to sell? Because, bitch, I'm fit to be in the pit. <laughs> you remember that fucking white girl who was talking about Taylor Swift or fucking Coachella? I don't know what fucking concert she was talking about, but she was like, I'm fit to be in the pit. And we're like, bitch, shut up. Like, shut up. Do you even have a black puffer jacket even? When I tell you I use too much TikTok... Like, I use it way too fucking much. But anyway, the ways in which that I'm going to this concert by force, by fire, by the thunder, lightning, fire of God, I'm going to Renaissance concerts. I will be there with my jewelries. I'm going to even wear gele. I'm going to dash them. Do you understand? I'm going to dash Beyonce all my money, and I'm going to go and enjoy, to have enjoyment. Do you understand? Sir, I hope these people can get ready. I hope you people are ready um, for everything that Beyonce is going to give to her. Sir, without further ado, <laughs> let's get into the episode. Today, we are talking about de-influencing. And it's so crazy because I want to talk about a few things um, because I have been noticing this shift for a while, ladies and germs. Okay. Um, if you don't know what de-influencing is, go on TikTok and look at the hashtag and just look at the tons and tons of videos. Um, but basically de-influencing is the removal of trends or the removal of like content, sponsored content, um, from these influencers who review makeup products and beauty products and all sorts of other like fashion items. And then all of a sudden, you know, these influencers, they make these brands products go viral and then everyone's trying it. And it's like the talk of the town. Well, de-influencing consists of content creators being honest, being honest about those products and hey, you know what? You actually don't need to go get this. You actually have a million and five pink eyeshadows and uh, silvery highlighters in your makeup box right now. Do you really actually need this? The answer is no. And I think the influencing had been happening, but I believe that there was an influencer makeup girly by the name of Michaela Noguera. I hope I'm saying her name right. But she had a collab with L'Oreal to test out a um, mascara. And so in this video, she's like, oh, look, it's only one coat of mascara. But people clocked her because they were like, bitch, this is a false lash. <laughs> like, why are you using fake lashes? Why are you using fake lashes and calling it your real lash? Bitch, we can see <laughs> that these are fake lashes. And so everyone like, I dragged her, I guess, or whatever they called her out. I have no clue if the video is deleted because I ain't never heard of this bitch ever before. But you know what, girl? We've been saying this, that a lot of the influencer girlies are liars. You don't do this on the reg. 
And you're literally only doing this because you're presenting an online persona so that you can get a check cut from a brand deal or that you can get a check from the creator fund. However it is, you fucking do it. The TikTok account called Today in Digital did a whole video about how TikTok employees who are charged with what you called heating are actually the people who are in who are in charge of making videos go viral. We think a video goes viral because of the algorithm, but really it's people who are paid TikTok employees um, who sit and be like, oh, I think this video was gonna go viral. So they flag it for going viral and then TikTok boosts that video and then it ends up going viral. So I used to think people who were like, oh, they shadow banned me or my views are this, my views are that. Girl, you're absolutely correct. They absolutely are not pushing your video because they push in all these other creators who probably are getting better deals, better brands, all this other stuff, because all of this shit is just meant to market towards us. It's not meant to give your honest opinion. It's not meant to, you know, actually engage in the content and engage in the work with people and use these platforms. It's just like, oh, it's just like a frilly little platform. We just post things and we're happy and we just go. No, there is like a consorted effort to get you to buy shit you don't need, to get you to engage with miserable ass people who get engagement, who get clicks and likes for fucking nonsense and all of it to sell you some fucking merch. Let's keep that very fucking clear. So I'm happy that the de-influencing is starting. Um, and there's, there's two sides that I actually want to talk about because I've talked about some of this in my social media as a hellscape episode. Go ahead and, uh, you know, listen to that episode again, but I want to focus on, uh, there's two things that are happening right now. One, we're going into a recession. Um, so de-influencing is happening in tandem with the recession, or if we're already in a recession, inflation is at an all time high. I'm not trying to watch motherfuckers fly first class on Dubai Emirates. Do you, do you see what I'm talking about? Like, Come to, come with me in a day in the life flying first class to Dubai. So the first thing we do is they give you 12 bottles of crystal champagne. And then after that, you're going to walk upstairs. Bitch, I didn't even know fucking planes had stairs. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, bitch? While I'm sitting over here trying to not steal eggs from the local grocery mart, you're flying on planes. I don't want to see this shit. Also, girl, who was this video for? Because I can't imagine that the people who are on TikTok are also flying Dubai Emirates first class. Girl, please. Like people be like, oh, go with me today to the diamond store because we're going to go buy diamonds that were dug up by children. And I'm like, why does this have a million and five likes, 200 million views? Who the fuck is watching this? And it's got to be bots. And if not bots, I want to know how TikTok, how, like, what counts as a view, right? Because, like, on YouTube, a view is 30 seconds. So you have to watch a video for 30 seconds in order for it to get a view. I think on Facebook, the view is, like, three seconds. So views can sometimes be, like, super, super high, even though people may not even be paying attention to the video. But brands and corporations don't care. Because even if you see it for that small amount of time, you still saw it. And that's the purpose. That's the goal. They know that we know that we're being marketed to, but we'll still purchase and buy and 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 support these billion dollar corporations because we want to feel like we're 
included in something that is very powerful and also very dangerous because the real people that I engage with on TikTok we're not trying to see that shit I'm trying to see how the UK black girlies get that nice ass foundation base for their fucking makeup with that bright under eye that looks absolutely exquisite and they're doing it with products that cost like four and five dollars I'm like put me on that's what I want to know okay I don't give a fuck about bitches eating shark meat delicacies and giraffe steaks and elephant knuckles in the middle of fucking Zimbabwe and, and a fucking safari on your first class trip. I, I'm sorry, I just don't care because of what I'm dealing with at home. You know, bitches is out here flexing eggs. Bitches is out here like, yeah, bitch, I got that bread. Like you really gotta have fucking money just to fucking eat. You know what I'm saying? Like that was always the case, but now it's just more so. We're shifting towards a recession. And so the content needs to shift too. But because companies and brand influencers and all of these motherfucking capitalists are so formulaic, they're too busy trying to reach profit that they can't even listen to their consumer base. They can't even listen to their customers where we say the price is too high. Hey, I don't want this. I want the old product back. Why did you take away the old product that worked that was cheap for me to use so that I can still find a little bit of, uh, of, of joy and happiness, even though it's fleeting because we're using joy and happiness in a material sense, but you still found a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness in this product, but you took it away and you gave us a shittier product that's more expensive and it's not as good as the quality that we had. Quality has gone down. And y'all are still sitting up here trying to push this lifestyle, push this thing uh, that a lot of people is not attainable. Basic human rights are not attainable for people right now. And y'all are too, too, too stuck up with your capitalist antenna that you can't even see that. The second part, because of that, um, the zeitgeist is shifting. De-influencing to me just kind of sums up what I've already been peeped and what I've already been known because I've been new. You know what I'm saying? Those of us, all of you orchids, and I know that the girls are tuned in, We, the orchids, we being new. When motherfuckers can't eat, the last thing that we want to see is you sitting up here talking about how a 300-pound woman uh, doesn't deserve love uh, or how you was running trains on women just back to back. And you, you, we don't care. We don't, we don't care. Motherfuckers are trying to figure out how they're going to wake up tomorrow. And you sitting up here casting your hate spells Casting your like this, uh, this lack of emotional intelligence that you think makes you logical. We don't want to see it. There is a shift. What audiences are looking for is honest content and content that makes you feel good. Because what we're doing in these parasocial relationships is that we're trying to connect with one another. And it's very difficult, obviously, to connect with one another when you're like talking to people online on a screen. You could be talking to a crazy person, a really cool person. You just never fucking know, right? There's that whole aspect. But understand uh, that we're also still looking to make those connections. And it's so much easier to make those connections when you just present a version of yourself that is closest to who you actually are. But what you have is that people get on the um the hate train and i love what this person had to say their their at on tiktok is at brian and beyond 
and he made a video responding about the guy who does the the running trains and what he said was so wonderful please go to his page and uh listen to what he had to say but in summation he talked about or used this word called hate farming and that these people don't actually believe what they say and i've said this too but i didn't use that that actual like phrase of hate farming but basically saying that these people are engaging you through anger and they're engaging you through anger for likes, clicks, and engagement. But you have to understand a brand or an algorithm or a corporation, they cannot, they don't even care. And the algorithm does not care or cannot decipher what is hate and what is like. The craziest thing about it is that people know this, but will still feel the need to pull, put their two cents in. But I'm like, you're giving him engagement. You're giving this person, you know, uh, likes. You're giving them a chance for for their videos to be flagged and heated by the TikTok team so that it can go viral. I said this in the social media is a hellscape episode. It's like you have to block and ignore. And if you really do wanna talk about it because something is that defensive, screen record their video and then you make your own stitch of it, but don't actually stitch the video so that they don't get the clicks and the views and likes and engagement. Like we have to figure out a way to engage better with these hate farm accounts shout out to at brian and beyond wonderful 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 mind that he has um because yeah it's not it's not working to me at least not to me especially if we're talking about de-influencing y'all letting these people stir up hate in your heart for what you're never gonna meet them you're never gonna see them and it's like girl at that point just hop off the talk and go read a book bitch because you don't need to engage with a person who clearly is emotionally stunted. If that's how they actually think, you don't need to engage with them. I'm at a point in my life where I will be talking amongst friends or I will be talking to complete strangers and they will say things to me that are so racist or homophobic or fat phobic or whatever the fuck. Y'all y'all heard my episode last week. Motherfucker came up to me talking about uh, fucking weight loss surgery. In these moments, I'm so fucking far removed because I'm like, I don't have time to sit here and explain to you how dangerous and how dastardly and disrespectful that you were to me. And so for me, for me to keep my peace, it's not that I don't address it, but I address it in a way where I'm like, I'm not about to let you get a rile out of me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not about to let you piss me off in the middle of a CVS because I don't know what the fuck can happen. And so to me, it's the same thing. I saw another bitch on the fucking TikToks talking about, here I go. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Come on, baby. Don't play with it. I saw another bitch on the fucking TikToks in here talking about, you know, if you're fat and you don't want to do anything about it, I cannot associate myself with you. And, you know, I just think fat is gross. Okay, bitch, we don't give a fuck. We don't want the recipe to your mom's peach cobbler, bitch. We didn't fucking ask for this. Who the fuck asked you to tell us you didn't like fat people? But bitch, we don't care. I literally, when she, when I started hearing that, not only did I cringe, but I laughed at her because I'm like, you're posting this and you think this is something smart to post. Oh my God. I I'm afraid for you because one day, whether these people realize it or not, they're going to wake up and be like, Oh, I shouldn't have said those things because whether people want to grow or they don't want to grow, you're going to grow. Like your, your forethought is going to grow. Yeah. Your forethought, her forethought might grow slower than others, but at some point it's going to grow and she's going to get to a point where she's like, I wish I didn't say that because now, because now 
when you get to a point in your life where the TikToks and the Instagram reels are not sustaining you and your ass needs to get a job, who and they pull these fucking videos up, what are you going to do then? What are you going to fucking do? Because the zeitgeist not only is shifting from not wanting to be influenced, but people want the truth. And people are catching on to these subjects of capitalism, to these ideas of, of, of fat phobia and racism and misogyny and mass incarceration and all of the isms and phobias and institutions that hold people down. People are realizing that these things are fucking intertwined, that they are interlinked and support one another. So when I start hearing you just be fat phobic off the rip, off the top, I'm tuning out, bitch. I'm not trying to fucking hear you. The moment that you say, yeah, but black people, I'm tuning you out. I don't give a fuck no more. I don't care. And I think it also comes to, it also comes to the, to the understanding that we as people, not only do we not need to engage, but we also don't need to engage because we need to be engaging in, in actual in my opinion, um, conversations with people who have been, you know, dealing with this forever. If you want to know more about a subject, you need to talk to, you need to be on watching Black Power Media, Luke Mon Nation, Dr. Sharice Burden-Stelly, Dr. Gerald Horn, Dr. Joy James. There are so many people who literally have a degree in the subject matter that talks about racism, homophobia, sexism, all of these things. They can engage with you better with their content that they put on their actual news websites or seminars that they have at colleges when you actually want to know the tea about a particular situation or issue a bitch that's an influencer that's selling you makeup and skincare more than likely is not going to give you a structural analysis to the problems of the world because that bitch is still trying to sell you skincare and motherfucking makeup and even if they do have the analysis they're never gonna give it to you because it's not on par with their brand what they will do is be mean be fat phobic be racist to get you to pull into their views and pull into their metrics because these girls are not smart enough to make genuine content boom there i said it i don't give a fuck but there are dozens of people hundreds of like actual people who are reading and studying that even i'm learning from because i come on here and i don't ever want to come across as if i know everything that's why i say it all the time whenever i i claim something or i know something if i have new information that presents me to move my point oh bitch i will come back here and i will refute myself bitch because i have introspection Okay, so my point being that there are people that you can learn and they will suggest books. You can learn from these people. You can read their articles, understand their thoughts. They have podcasts. They have actual news channels that you can tap into because you want to get away from the CNN, the Fox News, the, the all this other nonsense. You want to get away from just, just literal bullshit and you want somebody to tell you the fucking truth and then you also want to find the truth for yourself. So all of that to say, de-influencing, I believe, not only is shifting us away from product, mindless product buying and people using our, 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 our clicks and views and likes so they can get a paycheck. But I also think de-influencing is going to push people away from the hate content. Because it's like, I'm using social media as a way to escape. And you are literally sitting here giving your unwashed, 
biased opinion with no fact, no basis in the truth, just boo-boo and vibes. And think, and, and I know that there are people who think that way, but how are you going to grow? Because your that particular audience will still grow. And I know that there are people who just live for that kind of content, but I see, or I'm predicting the change and the shift in, it's not, it's not going to be something that is sustainable, if that makes sense. It's not going to be something for, you can always account for your audience who is just as shitty and miserable as you are to continue to be shitty and miserable because people's lives change. Death happens, birth happens, major life events happen, and then people change their way of thinking. And so you sitting up here, this content creator, this influencer, you just constantly doing hate content. Well, all your people that's you, that supported you back in the day don't even believe those same politics anymore. And so here you are having to amp it up every single fucking time. Now you done said something about fat people. Now you're going to say something about fat people who are also dark skin. Now you're going to say something about dark skin, fat people who are also disabled. Now you're going to say something about black people who are fat and dark skin and disabled. And also, you know what I'm saying? You're just going to keep piling up and piling up so that you can continue to anger people. But at some point, the sun is going to set on the hate farms. And I just hope that you girls are skilled up, that you've got a CDL, a Salesforce certification. I hope that you can, you know, maybe look into scrum something because this, this hate content shit is not going to fucking fly. In my opinion, in the nature of de-influencing and people wanting raw and true and honest content. I personally believe like right now, genuine content is a lost art form. There are very few people who, in my opinion, create genuine content. You're just creating content to have fun. You're creating content to just like, oh, like this is what I did today. And, you know, that's that. (laughs) I'm not looking for a brand deal. I'm not looking for nothing. I'm not looking to go viral. I'm just out here having fun. And it's because capitalism ruins everything. And so you have these people who really started off as like very, very relatable. And then as the money started rolling in, you see their content change. And in my opinion, it changed for the worst. Is it changed for the worst or changed for the worst? I don't know. It was bad. The point being that you now had people, you can even see it. You can see how their content changed when they started to how their content changed when they have money. They're like purposefully more cringy they 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 feign ignorance they act as if oh, i've never ever done this before can you believe it and you know what do what you got to do to get your money honey but what comes now is like the dishonesty with those with those oh, feigning ignorance you pretending that you love a product when you know the shit is shitty you know it's fucking crappy you'll never use it again and you didn't even pay for it because you got it in a fucking pr box and you're getting a check from these companies for you to push this product onto us and so all that to say capitalism has ruined social media but i mean in in part i do think that was always going to happen because that's how the superstructure works there's something that we do as regular everyday people and then once the beast finds you it's like oh how can i turn that into profit for me that is where i think influencers just start to go 
crazy in in their own sense where you feel like everything needs to be monetized every hobby needs to be recorded simple little pleasures that you have taken for yourself now become vlogs and videos and they now become something a part of your every single day because you're pushing brand content or you start making content that doesn't even make any fucking sense and it's not even a part of your goddamn brand you know like because it at in the end you are thinking of how can I get my numbers up? How can I push this up? How can I do that? How can I work these metrics? So you either what, they get on the hate train or they do the flip-flop switch. The influencer, the plus-size influencer, Gabriella Lascano, is one of those people who has, has done the flip-flop thing. Now, before this controversy, like, like British people, before the controversy, um, she I didn't know who the fuck she was. I am a person who you will never know what kind of TikToks I like. I like watching food stuff, black women, makeup stuff. I like science stuff. I like my FYP is so diverse. So it is, I don't really get to see like a lot of niche content outside of the few things that I've named. But when it came up, uh, there's a few um, actual like fat activists and uh, uh, fat liberation activists that I follow um, that, you know, stitched her video because uh, Gabriella Lascano was saying, oh, it's not cute for you to be out here intentionally gaining weight to become a plus size influencer. That's not cute. You think just because you could bag a man that, that as a big girl that you shouldn't take care of your health. Now, Gabriella, girl, I don't know you and I never hope to, but this is what I'm going to say. The switch up is not cute because number one, you are a plus size influencer. Now, maybe you have, you are feeling the ills of the world and you are like, you know what? Hey, there's a lot of pressure on me to lose weight wherever I am. Maybe it's an internal thing. Maybe it's an external thing. So you felt the need that you need to lose weight, right? Okay, cool. But does that mean that other people who are fat want to do that? Also, y'all have got to stop using the the idea that people are purposely gaining weight to become plus size influencers. Girl, do you not know how fat phobia works at all? And and I say to that, what who is doing that? <laughs> who is actively out here gaining weight on purpose? to become with their goal in mind to become a plus size influencer. And so that's what I'm talking about when I say genuine content is lost. See, this person is probably trying to get their metrics up or she's trying to switch it up or maybe she's trying to reach out to other brands. Maybe she's just in a different place in her life and she just doesn't understand how things are moving and maybe she's just feeling some guilt or whatever the cause would have you. Um, it's, it's all just fat phobia and semantics at this point. But the point is because you were going through something, that doesn't mean that it's fair for you to project that onto the people who supported you and got you where you were. And so because you're in the tizzy trying to scramble for metrics and I'm making assumptions here cause I don't know this girl personally, but it sounds like to me, you were in a tizzy and you're trying to get up these views. And so you just said, let me just make some hateful ass content that's gonna get me stitched and reblogged and reposted. And people are gonna leave comments and people are gonna do this. And I also saw, before I blocked her page, I also saw that she was like engaging in the fat phobia with um with other people who are being fat phobic and then other like fat phobic creators were using her as like a see 
she's fat and she hates being fat and that's why it's okay for me to hate fat people like be honest with yourself it'll be one thing if she said hey I'm a plus size influencer but you know what I actually want to change my body and I want to uh you know I don't want to be fat anymore. And that's no, that's no tea, no shade. If you are a fat person who don't want to be fat no more, that's your business. That don't got shit to do with me. You can still, in my opinion, be in like fat liberation or understand fat bias and fat phobia and still want to lose weight. But I do think it's going to be hard for you because you're going to trigger warning. You're going to be like reenacting some of those eating disorders that you probably have because that's how I am. I know that for a fact. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming and projecting, but you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, like if that's, that was her goal, she could have just made the video say, Hey, I know I'm a plus size influencer, but I want to lose weight. And I want you to guys, I want you guys to come on this journey with me. Why didn't you just say that? Why did you have to turn it into, Oh, y'all, you big fat bitches need to stop thinking because you can get a man that you don't need to focus on your health. And also let's cut out this idea that weight and health are the only things that matter when it comes to health because a lot of you bitches were belting for burgers back in the day as thin as you are as slim thick as you are you put anything in your fucking body oh what did old girl say Uh, I don't even and I don't got no beef with her Glorilla she said she eat nut fries girl (laughs) now we need to be talking about the mental health at that part she says she like for her nigga to skeet on her french fries and then she eats the skeet fries okay girl we know way too much about each other or we should know less about each other right the point being is that if you were genuine about your content you would have been made that content about you centering yourself you wouldn't have fell back on the fat phobic renderings of oh you're fat you need to lose weight you need to focus on your health because if you girls were focused on your health you wouldn't be eating hennessy and nut fries Stop fucking playing with me. Nut. (laughs) Sperm is not a, there is no recommended daily value for sperm to be put on your fries. That is baby batter. There's a few places where that's supposed to go. And I'm not really trying to kink shame you, but I'm saying in the essence of health, right? We want to talk about health. I cannot see how sperm is healthy for you, but you know, and I'm just, and I'm just teasing Glorilla. I love her music, whatever. It's fine. That's her thing. That's her thing. But, but you see my point that I'm trying to bring home is that y'all or that particular creator and a lot of other people, they always make health synonymous with weight. And a lot of you skinny bitches are unhealthy and that's okay because you too just need to focus on your health. But do not think that because I am big that I don't care about my health. Baby, I wake up and I take my insulin every morning. (laughs) Okay. I wake up every day and I take my high blood pressure medication. I have a doctor's appointment with my doctor in the next couple of days and I will be going and I'll be doing my blood draws and I'll be seeing how I can, you know, uh, if I need to adjust my medication, if I need to come off some medication, if I need to reduce some medication, you know, it, because I'm taking care of my health, y'all's vision of health goes into being fat phobic, being ableist, not understanding what other people have to do every single day to survive. And then, so again, instead of you reaching down and raising your critical thinking and raising your intellect, you reach down to that bottom of that barrel and here you go being fat phobic as another fat person. So that just really fucking particularly blew me. But again, if she had been genuine about her content, she wouldn't have had to do all of that. You wouldn't have had to reach down and hate farm and get those hate clicks and engage with people who hate fat people if you had just simply made the journey about you. 
The moment you bring in other people because you don't know how to, you, you can't think of shit off the top of your dome. You can't have a planning meeting. You can't do this because you are afraid to make genuine content. But again, that's where de-influencing is going to come into because when people start to notice that the girls who are just being their authentic selves, they're not following trends, they're not following niches, they're just posting content to have fun and really engaging with their with the people who engage with their content, that is going to be what is going to stick it out in my opinion as we go into this recession. That's going to be the girls who are going to be able to take something from this and start to really really build if that's what their end goal is. I'm telling you, this hate farm shit, this this overly uh cons- overconsumption, overcapitalistic, oh fly with me to Zanzibar on on triple X first class, a three tiered plane with a shower and a hot tub and a sauna and a gym. There's an Equinox on the plane. This shit is not gonna fly. It's just not gonna fly. And I'm saying this to anybody right? Who has interest in content creation, who has interest in, in doing social media. My biggest thing to you is to stick to who you are. Do not get up here and start selling your soul for a couple little dollars, a thousand dollars or a couple clicks and likes, because you are getting addicted to being validated by the metrics of these sites. Yes, I have gone viral a few times, like maybe three or four. There's a sound right now um, that I made a video of where I was like, you know what I love about black women? Every new lip combo video, uh, we say, oh, we oh, new lip combo and it's gonna be the same brown liner with the pinky nude in the middle. And right now on black women TikTok, it's going off. And to me going off is like, I, I saw a video came across my FYP And I was like, wait, this is my voice. Someone's using my sound. And that feels so intensely cool that you created something and other people responded to it, right? Even talking about it, like I'm excited about it, right? But the thing is, I cannot let that validate me. I cannot let that shit go to my head. Like sometimes I'll hear it creeping in the back of my head where I'm like, you should be at 10K by now. Actually, you need to be posting four posts a day so that you can get more visibility and you should have 20K followers by the end of March. Girl, the followers were comes. Shit will happen when it happens, okay? I'm not gonna let this shit run me into the motherfucking ground because I'm using this as a platform to just release and be funny and have fun to promote my podcast, wink, wink. But also, you know, like it is what it is. I remember the first time I posted like little bits and pieces of my podcast is like my little snapshots. I think they're called audiograms. And like the first couple went viral. And I was like, oh shit, oh shit, I'm about to get a lot of followers. I'm about to get a lot of people on the podcast. And then I go and check the analytics and it was like two listeners. (laughs) Two listeners have listened in the past 30 days. And that's okay because this is what organic growth looks like. There are people who have all sorts of like podcasters and TikToks and stuff where they pay click farms to make their shit pop up. And then now they pay the click farm to make their shit pop up. Now here comes TikTok with their heating and their fake algorithm doing whatever the fuck they want to do to flag people to get more content or flag people to, to, to you know, get more viral. And they're pushing away 
you know, genuine creators who, in my opinion, deserve to go viral because people be funny. People be hilarious. And then you have the situation where somebody will literally come and steal, steal your idea of your video and post it. And there, this is, it's from like a bigger account again, because they're so pushed to make content, to meet metrics, to meet goals so they can get these checks because capitalism is literally ruining their lives and rotting their brains. They will resort to anything to make sure that they get the next hit. And each and every single time, oh, yes, I'm validated again. Oh, yes, this feels good. Like, oh, yes, this is great. But I'm telling you, just use your platform to enjoy yourself. Use your platform to, like, have a good time. And don't, like, be a person who is, like, an asshole after they've made it really big. Like, just continue to be your sweet, normal self. Like, you don't have to switch it up on us, girl. De-influencing is the future. If I write a product review, it's because I honestly use it. If I'm doing something for a brand, it's because this is something I use and believe in. We'll be able to cultivate a relationship with that brand and be able to responsibly tell people about the product I'm using. Stop with the hate clicks. Stop with the hate farms. I don't care about your unwashed boo-boo ass opinions. I'm just going to block you. And I hope people do the same. Like, stop giving these bitches clout. Let them be fat phobic. Let them be racist. Let them be racist over there, bitch. We don't care. We don't care. Like, fuck you. And your mama and your daddy. Um... <laughs> I hope what I said has made sense, if that makes sense, right? Like, you know, we're in a recession. Eggs cost more than gold. Water resources are depleting or they're overflowing because of the recent deluge in like California. There's ice storms. Like there's still shit going on with COVID. It's just a lot. And so I just think everybody just needs to take the time, take a fucking chill pill and just like be mindful of like the content you create. Every check is not that fucking serious. And if for you, if it is as serious, that's fine. But even then, relax, bitch. I'm not trying to see you talk shit about marginalized people. I'm not trying to see you fly around the world on private jets, fucking up the ozone layer and all that type of shit. Just make genuine, wholesome, feel-good content. Like, and just go on about your fucking day. It's just, I think everyone needs to kind of adopt a post and go. And if you are having a scrolling type of day, girl, scroll for like an hour and then just like go outside, even though it's cold outside. I'm rambling because I'm tired. Probably going to cut this part out. But anyway, girl, um, I hope this made sense because I'm still trying to digest de-influencing as I'm currently building up my TikTok so that I can help to promote myself because I have other ideas that go beyond TikTok, if that makes sense. TikTok is not the end goal. It's just one of the many things that I will be producing and creating over the years. This podcast is not the end goal. It's one of the many things that I will be producing and creating over the years. Um, but yeah, for those of us who love to create, just create. And for those of you girls who love to hate, get bent. <laughs> this has been an episode of Fluid Thoughts. I am now signing off. This is Fluid Flower. I will see you all next week.